the Academy Award for Best Picture. La La Land. Warren, what did you do? I want to tell you what happened. I opened the envelope and it said, La La Land. I wasn't trying to be funny. And the Oscar goes to. And the winner is. And the Oscar goes to. And the Oscar goes to. Uh, what was that? What? What was that? Uh, I think, I think that was just the new theme song for Where's Warren Brady When You Need Him, the movie review podcast summer series because we're back. Summer series. That was My two so favorite words. summary. Summer series. Now, summer series, if, if, if I'm not wrong, is usually associated with, uh, for me, morning TV shows. They have a summer series. Yeah. We were yeah. saying this the other day, Philip. That's where they get rid of. The usual host. Yeah. The usual host. They all go on an annual leave, don't they? All on Christmas break. And then they'll get some like crappy second tier host to come in. Who's hoping to be one day the host. Yeah. The real host. But they get this job over summer. And don't they take bits of the year gone by that were like the best of as well? In a yeah, summer they series, show. they sometimes oh, re-show. Yeah, yes, yes, There's yes, some yes. new stuff that they get B-grade people in who can't make it in the good part of the year. Yeah, and they'll go, <laughs> remember the time that Jonathan Coleman tried to sell us an ab swing? Well, here, <laughs> here it is he again. Is. Yes. And again and again and again and again. Why are we still being sold stuff on those morning TV shows? Why, out of all the TV shows on, on TV, are we still being sold blenders and, and, and life insurance? If I happen to catch a morning show, because I have a bit of free time up my sleeve these days, as soon as something comes on to sell me something, I change the channel straight well, I don't away. I understand why any so other TV show doesn't have it. I thought you were going to go the other way. I oh, thought you were going to really? go, yeah, I might get that. Actually. No. Might help me out. No way. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, look, what is the WWBWYNH? Haven't said that for a while. Summer series. Well, we're going to explain it all in just one second. But for now, it's time to say hello and welcome back to two more important people. And you've just heard their voice already. I'm so excited we're back. One of them being Lizette. Hi, Lizette. Hello, mate. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. well. Do you know what? It's been six months. It has. Six months. And I mean, I don't wh- know. It doesn't feel like that, no, does it? It doesn't. And, and what, what have you been doing? Wow. Well, I've watched some films that aren't Oscar winning films that's yeah, for yeah, sure yeah. took a little while to get back into the groove yes it did it was it was i mean we watched a lot of films we did yeah I, i've almost been put off s- movies altogether <laughs> to be honest with you <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> It was such, uh, there were just so many quantity-wise yes. that I'm uh, like, uh, I'm done for another year and, or so. And those premised on being the best of the best for that year. And so many of them just weren't. Oh, agreed, agreed. <laughs> we we went through a lot. I mean, I, tr- I was going to work out the hours of how many hours we watched in total. And that was including the Lord of the Rings trilogy and the director's cuts <laughs> oh, and yeah. all that sort of yeah. stuff. I didn't have time. And, I, yeah. and I, Well, I have had time. <laughs> Let's be honest, I had six fucking months to do it. <laughs> but I didn't. Uh, but we watched a lot. We did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, um, I've been well, um, I have my days free now. I'm not working a, a, a day job, just um, just the night job just now. Morning, yeah. morning TV ago. Morning TV. I miss it because I'm sleeping. I'm catching up <laughs> on <laughs> so many years of two, three jobs of working days and nights. and yeah. yeah. But it sounds like everything's going on track. Everything is leading towards going on what track. you want. Yeah. And that's a, that's a good feeling. Yeah, it is. Excellent. Well, there you go. It's so exciting to be back here. And, of course, the other voice you heard and a very important part of this podcast, the wonderful Philip. Hello, Philip. Hello. Thank you for having me. And that, and that I've missed that. Thank so you. Much. <laughs> I, I maybe applaud, he won't say it. Uh, maybe he's forgotten his own <laughs> catchphrase. <laughs> I, I mean, I had never. But, uh, <laughs> thankfully, it's just fairly common. Yeah. Uh, I tell you what I've been doing. Yes. I have been working on a little web series. You have. Yes, now, you have. I wasn't sure if you wanted to mention this yeah, because let's, let's do it. Let's yes. do it. Yes, tell us about it. For those, some of you might have seen it and some of you haven't, you need to get on this. What is it, Philip? It is a, a, a small YouTube series called World of Holly World. And what it is, <laughs> is there's this guy called Keith Sloan who's in his late 50s and he's gone overseas to Hollywood. He's got a camcorder and he's basically one of these middle-aged guys who just goes around with a camcorder and thinks he's making the world's best videos yes, when they're actually yes, quite yes. Uh, crummy. That's what it is. So it's a series of four and five minute videos. There's going to be about 20 or 30 of them, but in each one, the idea is that they go, Keith and his son Tim, who's about 30, yep. go to a different Hollywood movie location and they just check out the location. So, yeah, so I'd love to do that. So Keith is a huge movie fan, although he's not particularly bright. No. So he doesn't know a lot of what's going on or what, you know, the reality and, and, and sort of what he can do and what he can't do in each location. Yeah. But it's a four-minute video of him going to, for example, we go to the Back to the Future uh, locations. Yes, or we'll yes, do one about the one. Terminator or we'll do one about uh, Halloween. 
And so that's what it is. That's what I'm working on. And uh, it's uh, and your most recent one is uh, is set in the cemetery of in Hollywood. Yes, it? I just put one out earlier. <laughs> it's it's uh, Keith and his son Tim are spreading the ashes of his brother-in-law Gary over <laughs> the grave of of Gary's favorite star of all time, Jackie Collins. Yes. So they go to this Hollywood cemetery that's filled with all these famous graves. And that's what they're doing, spreading ashes. And that's and, and everywhere they go, things tend to go slightly wrong. They do. Now, uh, what I, I was wondering was, because you, you've put these together and you spend a lot of time on them. And knowing you <laughs> yeah, as, as right. we all do, <laughs> you, you're gonna, if you're going to put it out, you're going to make sure it's right. So right. you spend a lot of time with these very fancy headphones that you've got on sure, there. You've got like, you. They look like Iron Man style headphones. Yeah, I can't see them, but uh, no, I'll take <laughs> <your> <laughs> on that. But they are very impressive. And, and, and I didn't know whether you were going to put them out to the world uh, sort of anonymously, like Banksy style. Yeah, I mean, present it to the world and then just say, hey, I found this thing, or you were going to put your name to it. Well, I mean, yeah, I tried that and that didn't work. So now. <laughs> now <laughs> but for anyone who doesn't know you, they. Yeah. I mean, Keith's pretty believable, isn't he? Well, he sounds an awful lot like me. That's yeah. Well, again, we know you, though. For yeah. anyone who doesn't know you. That's right. And so you never see Keith. That's He's right. always holding the camera. Sometimes we you see, see his, his feet. You see his sandals. You see his bum bag. You see his silver watch. Yes. <laughs> That's all you <laughs> ever see. a lot like your own personal <laughs> belongings. <laughs> and how do we find it? So uh, if you go on YouTube, just type World of Holly World. It will probably <laughs> oh, yeah. redirect you to World of Hollywood. I love the Forget way that. You say it well, you've got to say it carefully. I know. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's terrible because it, it just it redirects you to World of Google, Hollywood yeah, all the time. Will take you straight yes. to the wrong thing. No. Yeah. So Keith Sloan, World of Hollywood, and we'll put a link under the. Uh, uh, absolutely, we will. Everywhere we do this podcast, we'll put a link. <laughs> and it will bump up out your listeners by about three or four, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, well, it's so incredible and lovely and exciting <laughs> to have the band back together here. We're, we're sitting here after six months, and it's all ready. We've got all our lollies and teas and waters that we usually have, and we're so happy. So what are we doing? Well, we're doing the summer series, and what happened was we did 50 films, and they were all picked by essentially our guests that we had on and or let's say the Academy. They yeah. chose the film. Yes. Yeah. Then we're doing three films now of, of our own choice. Yeah. And one each. One each, right? Mm-hmm. And just from memory, uh, and I won't spoil it too early, but we've not all seen each other's films. So there's at least one yeah. of us in the group that That's hasn't right. seen yeah. the film. Um, so we're bringing a film to the to the table. Yeah. And what's happened is one of us will obviously feel very, very passionate about that <laughs> film. And it's whether the other two... What they're going to bring. Yeah. And by the and way, these will not be Oscar-winning films. No, definitely they not. Aren't. No, they're just something that's that's had a huge impact on our lives. And strangely, and we've all chosen kind of a similar era, haven't we? Like, again, without giving strange? away. It's it away. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we have. I mean, we're of a particular age. We as are. And I presume that people listening to this yeah. are of a, a certain demographic. Mature, <laughs> mature age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not playing to the, the you know, the teens of the early twenties. No, um, no, we're not. We know what we, we're doing. Um, but anywho, so then, and then after we've done these three, we're like all amazing things in the world, and I tentatively put us in that category. Um, they do a Christmas special. And I've always sure? been a huge lover of Christmas oh, specials. Oh, me too. Um, what's some of your favourites? So mine's oh. probably The Office uh, UK and He-Man. Um, the He-Man did a Christmas yeah, special? Yeah, he was brilliant. Skeletor. Oh, really? Yeah, Skeletor got um, really upset. He didn't get any presents. And then he um, he comes around and turns good and helps oh, Santa right. and stuff. Yeah. Well, oh, right. Well, m- mine are probably a bit more classic Christmas films. I love Four Holidays Four with okay. um, Reese Witherspoon and Vince Vaughn. Oh, I don't know if I've oh. seen that. I one. think I've seen the cover, like in the last oh, blockbuster. It, yeah, because it, it's it's a it's a recent Christmas film yeah. that kind of well in in my world it it did the it, job. Yeah, it did do I the job. I thought it was called Four Christmases. Oh, what did I say? You said Four Holidays. Oh, I think in America it was called Four Holidays. Right. So oh, the right, o- right, Aussie right. Aussie title was Four Christmases. You're right because they don't they don't do like Christmas like we do. Right. They actually That's have right. holidays. Yes. Over, like it's it's their holiday yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. You know, no one's at school or anything like that. Um, no, no, sorry, they are at school because not like us, we're on summer holidays. Yes, we're on holiday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, remember when Robin Williams had a movie called RV? It was like a road oh, trip yeah. movie. And over here, they thought, well, they're not going to know what an RV is. Right. It's, so we're going to call it Runaway Vacation. Vacation. Oh, yes, that's but great. Why <laughs> <laughs> but why keep the RV at all? Just change the letter. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Not important. But uh, Chris, Christmas specials, though? Have you, have oh, have you got uh, something you Well, I mean... Oh, Christmas m- specials. To huh? me, you know, the moment that Mr Bean gets the turkey on his head, that, that's... What? That's your favourite thing. <laughs> 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 Philip, you are better than Let this. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I, uh, for many years, think of, have thought about occasionally, every few months, that time when Mr Bean gets the turkey on his head yeah. and I just 
chuckle to myself. Really? <laughs> There's something it's about like the most hammy hack <laughs> comedy. That he's looking. <laughs> he's lost something inside the turkey, right? He's got the torch and he's looking and the woman's knocking on the door. I know. And then he slips in and it cuts away to her and it cuts back to him and he flings his head up and he's got this massive Philip, turkey on his head. No I one. I love no it. No one in their right mind is putting their head inside a turkey. That's what's so funny about it. Well, except it's Joey and Friends who then did it. Why would he then do it? Yeah. And then what? he puts the towel over his head and she comes in and he's just pretending he's washing his hair but he's like his head is suddenly three times the height and she doesn't notice. I love that. Well, I <laughs> love it. Okay, well, look, the, the only way that we can find that movie that we're going to do our last episode on, the Christmas special, mm. is by you, the listener. For you out there listening, you get to decide, finally, which is the film that we, we get to watch. Now, I did put something up on social media and there was a few trickles in and I'm getting an idea of where you're going with it. Yeah. Uh, just to give you a bit of a heads up, people are loving a bit of Die Hard and or possibly the Muppets Christmas yeah. Carol. They're, yeah. they're the two at the top of the list, but okay. there are some others thrown in there, a few classics. But what I'm going to do to you guys, the listener, is keep going. Uh, give us a message on Twitter, Facebook, and, and you know how to do that. Uh, but basically, let us know, because we will watch the movie that you decide. This is this is for real. This isn't a guest or academy or anyone choosing it's you. So we'd love to do that last episode. That's a special moment for us and for you. So um, let us know. I'll put all the things up on Facebook, and you can go to town on that. But now we're here. We have finally got to this moment here. This is our first film back, and you would have seen in the, the title on iTunes, where you ha- or however, however you downloaded this, what movie we're doing today. Um, and this movie today has a very special significance and meaning to one of our, our panel today, and that wonderful person is Lizette. And can you tell us what the movie is and how much this means to you? This movie is... Heathers. Yes. Heathers. 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 Right. I had never seen Heathers. Nor have I. Okay. Right. Okay. Well, it does stem... Why I chose this film, though, because I was was thinking back and... Yeah, it's probably not my favourite film of all time. Yep. Okay. Um, But thinking back, I think it's the film that drew me into my love of movies, actually. when I When I think back and, you know, the character development of a female in a film Mm -hmm. and what she was able to do. And, yeah, with with that came a love of the the actress who obviously plays not a Heather but a Veronica and I fell head over heels in love with... Winona Ryder. Yeah, sure. Um, and anyone who knows me, I pretty much make it pretty clear to begin with that you don't do so. We don't talk about any shoplifting ever. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> well, you very, brought it up. You very, very clear. No, but that's it now. It's been said. That's it. Yeah, yeah. we're done. It was. A, it was just a, a time in her world where things just went a little bit. And who hasn't been there? Right, right. right. Who hasn't stolen thousands of dollars from Gap? I thought it was like, I know we're not talking about it. I thought it was like a a cheap T-shirt or something. Like it was just like. Oh, no. No, no, no. It was a bag. It was a bag full of stuff in in New York. She is Veronica. No. No, sorry. I misread it. Misread it. She's not Veronica. Well, anyway, look, let's get to it. Let's get to the point here. So this is your movie. You've brought it to the table, Lizette, and we're so excited. This is our first one back. And uh, as always, I will do the synopsis and then we'll kick into, first of all, probably go to you, Lizette, because you've brought it. So synopsis time. Here we go. Veronica, Winona Ryder, is part of the most popular clique at her high school as she disapproves of the other girl's cruel behaviour. When Veronica and her new boyfriend, JD, Christian Slater, confront clique leader Heather Chandler, Kim Walker, and accidentally poison her, they make it appear a suicide. Soon, Veronica realises that JD is intentionally killing students he does not like. She races to stop JD while also clashing with the clique's new leader, Heather Duke, Shannon Doherty. Now, Mm. that, uh, I don't know if that... That sort of cuts out. Like I feel like that synopsis sort of takes us to about three quarters of the movie, but maybe that's what a synopsis is for, not to spoil it. But um, that's fairly clear. It's uh, a film from 1988. Well, it was filmed in 88, but yeah. it actually was released in Australia. It was released in America in late 89, and then it was released in 1990 yep. here in Australia. I presume because it's quite a, <coughs> a low-budget sort of a movie compared to some other things, so maybe it was part of the distribution, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, things maybe. Things get delayed the smaller than they are obvious uh, right uh, so we don't know we'll, we'll call it 88 because uh, according to the internet and the internet is always right of course yeah, it it's is. 88 yep. so we'll call it that for now yep. uh, one hour 43 minutes yeah. in total nice length of time i yeah. think for a, a decent well film. i know it so well that it doesn't even feel like doesn't even feel like half an hour now for do me. you know do you know all the words and stuff like oh yeah really oh yeah you could just quote it all day long pretty much yeah wow. and it had it had been a while since i 
since I sat down how, to... How long had it been since you last oh, saw it? Oh, probably, uh, when I say a little while, probably about a year, maybe. Oh, that's still yeah. fairly yeah. recent, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it's very, very rarely on TV. You know, it's not one of those films. You'd have to catch it pretty late at night, Yeah, I, think. I agree. Uh, well, let's let's <coughs> find out. So, Lizette, you yeah. brought it to the table. Yeah. This is your film. It is. Talk to us about your review of Heathers. Right. Well, I still love the film Heathers. Mm. I started watching it and I thought to myself, oh my God, is this a bad movie? What? I was actually... Who's this one? <laughs> That's I know, not what right? I thought you were going to say. No, were, you, were you worried about what we were going to well, think of it? I, I mean, you were in the front of my head. Yeah, I was thinking <laughs> someone's never watched this and here I am having said how great this film is mm. and we start it's pretty weird it's very quirky we're in the backyard and three girls are playing cro- croquet which is cro- a great croquette? game by the way it's croquette. a great game yeah croquet croquet, croquet. Yeah. and they're in a very specific color each of them so their ball matches their outfit and you know red blue and green i think they are aren't yeah. they? Yeah. you know yeah. we kind of we get this feeling of there's a leader within these three girls sure. and it cuts to them. We're not quite sure what they're playing this ball towards, this yep. this croquet ball. Yep. And it's Winona Ryder's head in the ground. Yeah. yeah. They've got... Which br- really br- sets up the, the sort of quirkiness of the... Of it the does, yeah. And, you know, the plot summary is that she's a part of this clique group of popular girls, yep. yet our first introduction to her is not that at all and I, th- I think for me that's where I, I I love the film because she isn't one of those popular girls that wants to be nasty to everyone as the film goes along we see her pull the three heathers into going to the nerds and going to the the rich kids and going to the pot smokers outside yep, and yep. Um, you know everyone the the, the fat kids and, and all that sort of stuff and then obviously we see this dark, mysterious boy in the corner who I loved both of them. I was very torn between who I loved. <laughs> more. Was it Christian right. or was it Winona? You know, and Winona. I'd Winona. Yeah. She won, <laughs> she won, won out. Be Winona, <laughs> yeah. She won out in the end. Oh, she so <laughs> won out. Yeah. I think he brought about a, a darker side to her, but she kind of continued to question that. Yes. And and I liked that. But but when we got to the school, I'll, I'll go back again to the school and um, the music kind of faded down a little bit and I love the music so much through it. I, w- I was thinking, this is really cult. Once upon a time, I thought that everyone loved Heathers. Right. Yep. I really did. And I don't know no, that it's that... it's an oddball movie. It is a it very is, oddball yeah, movie. And yeah. I think it sums me up to a T that I love that quirkiness and the dark comedy and... You know, I was writing down, you know, in 2019, suicide is definitely not something that we laugh about. But I think in order to allow this film to still be a bit funny, you've you've got to remember back to 1988. Sure. You know, uh, again, I think it's just so cult classic in this dark comedy genre that, you know, Veronica ends up, she comes out on top, you know, and... And and probably going to make the society better. Let's hope. Maybe. Yeah. Well, she, she, she goes back to the person who... She does, yeah. Maybe she wasn't best friends with because she was best friends with Betty Finn and, you know, Martha... And is that a joke? Betty and Veronica? Veronica yeah. Sawyer and Betty Finn. Well, so that's based on Huckleberry, the, uh, oh, Huckleberry Finn so, yeah, and right. um, Tom Sawyer are yeah. best friends. So, yeah, there's lots of play on yeah. There's a lot of play with the Archies. There's a reference to the yeah, Archies, the names yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, can I ask you as well, just as a, to sum it up, obviously you do love it and you explain do explain it yeah. well. We might touch on a bit more uh, in a moment about where this came into your life. I think you've already touched yep. it a little yep. bit already. But yep. in terms of the film itself, you know, acting, the cinematography, the soundtrack, yep. uh, I mean, all of these tick your boxes everything's um, all working well cinematography wise i don't know i think you probably said it that it's low budget film oh so I, I didn't mean in terms of the way it looks just in the terms of uh well it's well, pretty simple isn't it it's like simple yeah there there i don't think there's any great cinema cinemagraphic cinematography what am i trying I, I'd to go say with cinemagraphic. i like that one that was a new one isn't <laughs> it um moments in it where you think wow you know that's a great Great shot. I mean, there's no... And I kind of pay attention now. I do love in movies great transitions from one shot to another. And I'm not sure that this has many of them. I think it's really a... The story is... It's a story. It's characters, yeah. And it's just following them around school. And a quirkiness that we go to a Remington party. Everything's quite... 
It is quite contained, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, you yeah. know, like we don't really see much more of the school other than kind of a lockers. Yep. Like we're never in a classroom. Yeah. Um, we run upstairs. We're in a kit. The kitchen that we go to for both Heathers was actually the same set. Yes. Just yep. different right, coloured lighting. Right. But I think, you know, overall it's just the whole feel of this kind of eerie – I love it when they go out to the forest and they're running around and that sort of that <laughs> <laughs> where they kill two guys. Yeah, yeah, right. It's quite a brutal scene. <laughs> it is, isn't it? But yeah, I I don't know. That, cool, that's but look, you you're a fan of it. You brought it to the yeah, table. Yeah, yeah, and, and it was interesting to watch as a reviewer though because I think reviewing it sees a different side to fourteen year old Lisette. Yeah, well, that's a huge part you of it, surely. And we've talked about this in the past with the other movies, we, movies we've seen as kids as, as, as and opposed to as an adult. Again, yeah, when and, and how that Oscars, has a huge yeah. impact on yeah. how you digest the information yep. you're getting. Yep. Well, Lizette, I think it's clear to say you love it. I do. And we're very uh, pleased that you've brought it to the table. Thank you. Uh, you're now going to hear two other points of yep. view. So <laughs> we're going to uh, – let's, let's hear what Philip has to say. I enjoyed this movie a lot. Uh, it is not I, – so I'd never seen it before. Yep. As a kid – after it came out, it was the kind of movie that would just show up on late night TV, and I and I'd heard somehow heard, oh, that's weird and dark that film, right? And for some reason, that didn't draw me to it, even though I am drawn to other things like that. <laughs> right. Um, so I watched it, not expecting it to be dark, and I was still surprised by how dark some of the themes are. Yeah, yep. there's a lot of suicide, bullying, like just murder and stuff yep. like that, and and it's the and it's dark because there's like there'll be murder, and then the characters who murdered don't care and they're just walking around freely <laughs> and you yeah. go oh my god this movie is uh it's really pushing it out there yeah <laughs> um but i i enjoyed it i can see why it wasn't a box office success <laughs> and i can see why it has a cult following yeah because it's the kind of movie where if you it was you you just got locked away with this room in the dark when you're a kid and you watch it you're like oh my god this movie has all the answers like oh, these characters are going through some really profound uh, activities <laughs> And, and I can see how it gets that kind of cult following. So I, I enjoyed it a lot. It deals with a lot of issues like teen suicide and stuff. And But I have always been a proponent of the idea that, you know, comedy can uh, heal all. So I don't, to me, that doesn't, I don't, nothing's too dark to me. I don't care. It's fine. Yeah. So, so I like that because it, the movie is not pro-suicide. It is not pro-murder. So it's okay to depict those things if you're trying to make a larger point. And I'm not entirely sure what the point of the movie is, but, but it, it's throwing a lot of different themes out there about uh, – and obviously this was before the era of things like uh, all the school shootings and stuff like that, yeah. which yep. I think first came to prominence in America like in the late 90s. Oh, geez, so this yeah. is a good like 10 years before that stuff. Yep. So you wouldn't be able to make a movie like this today – because of all that stuff. No, that's right. The idea of there being some rogue kid who's killing all the other kids wearing a big black trench coat obviously yep. would not. No, it's it not going to fly, w- is just it? just wouldn't fly. Yep. But it, it, this was just the era when you could just get away with it. At the end of the Reagan era, movies were quite violent as they were. And it was a decade where you had all those different teenage comedies like The Breakfast Club and stuff like that. Yep. And this is, comes at the end of it. And I read that it, one of the subtitles for this film originally was uh, something like Heather's The Last Teen Movie. Oh, right. Oh, wow. And and that is... Something I did not know. But that is like a perfect description of the movie. It's like this is the teen movie to end all teen movies. Everyone walks away. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of the characters don't walk away from it. Like, you (laughs) know, their teens getting killed. Actually reminded me a bit of... I know that it often gets compared to like uh, Clueless and 10 Years Later and then Mean Girls. Mean Girls, yeah. Yeah. But those movies aren't anywhere near as dark no, as this. No, this is a shadow of the, the, what this yeah. is. This was uh, obviously the original, you know, when you get the music and you go, oh, they sound a bit, well, this yeah. is the Beatles of, you know, that's yeah. of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? This and it's not a movie you can watch passively. You flick it on and you go, oh, this is going to be a light, bit of lightweight 80s fun. No, it's not. You've got to, the things that happen in the plot, they happen fast. Yeah. And you've got to pay attention. Yep. Yeah. And you can get lost. And I found myself flicking, going, oh, hang on a minute, what just happened? And then going back a, a minute back in time to see what, Right, I right. did that a number of times. I don't know if that's yeah, because they move around a, a fair bit. Even though, as we just said before, it was quite contained. Yeah, they still move from the scenes are quite snappy, aren't they? They're, they're very snappy, and they come up with plans, and they enact the plans, and then they reverse the plans just within. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. A couple and then of there's lines of dialogue. Bang, bang, a, bang, a, a bang. very quick reaction to that, yes. and then they move on to the next thing. Yeah, so you know? you've got to sort yeah. of keep both eyes on the so well, there, and there's a lots of like there's the girls the the three heathers and veronica and there's jd and veronica there's veronica and her parents there's the teachers and veronica yeah. and all the other sub kids yeah and yeah. the media like we see 
you know, Shannon Doherty's Heather on on yep. TV, and you know they joke about she's gotten on to, she's gotten onto every channel to talk about the yeah. Heather who has died, and she didn't even really like her, like all this con- conflict, yeah. conflicting. Yeah. There's a um, whole there's a whole bunch mm. of stuff going on in a very short film. Um, the homophobia stuff doesn't hold up so well. There's no. a bit of that, but I would say the suicide stuff is more acceptable because. It's sort of a satire. It's going teen suicide, even though there's not even suicides going on. It's murder. Yeah. <laughs> but, but everyone thinks it's, it's a suicide. Setup. And yeah. then it becomes this kind of fad within the school. And so everyone's like looking into it and every and it becomes like this cool thing, sort of. Yeah. So you go, oh, okay, they're making some kind of point there. So that's why I go, well, that's okay. Because they're trying to make a point. They're not really saying that suicide is a good idea. The ho- the, some of the homophobic references in it are a little bit less w- easy to take because they're, they're not really making a point about that. They're just kind of going – it just gets swept up swept in up, the story. Yep. And yep. I'm sure if they remade it today, they wouldn't have that stuff. But the guy who, who, who wrote it, I, I understand it was his first screenplay and he wrote it while he was in a, working in a video shop Yeah. and then it became this film. It feels like – I, th- I think if somebody's writing a script for the first time, they're trying to get every point they've got into the one script, yep. right? Yeah. And yep. it has a bit of that element to it. So it, ha- it has that feel to it. But no, I enjoyed it. Um, it, it. It'd take... And it has a lot of memorable lines in it. Yeah. Things... Yeah, it's a lot that just I popped up that you go, I've I didn't heard know that, that a billion ca- yeah, times. Yeah, exactly. And I didn't know it came from that. that and yeah. also, I saw two guys were doing a fist pump in it. And I'm like... What in 1988? Yeah, I had no oh, idea. That has to be a first. I had no idea. So there was a, there's yeah. a bunch. Of, so the movie has uh, influential uh, legs well beyond its its initial box office. Yeah, yeah so right. Yeah, yeah. it's interesting. I'm the glad I watched it because it was a movie that I, I've always heard of. I always knew it existed, but it, ma- ma- it was this kind of like mysterious cloud. And now I'm glad I've seen. Yeah, it. fantastic. Right, great, <laughs> awesome. I, um, I, was, I didn't love it, uh, but I found it interesting. Yep. Yes. All right. Uh, well, I am a big fan of 80s movies and particularly US 80s high school movies. Yep. Yep. I don't know what it is about them. They're, they're so much fun. You, you mentioned Breakfast Club. I also put Teen Wolf, the original Teen Wolf oh, in there. Oh, <laughs> that's one about of my favourites. And, and what I love, it's always got this, the same groups. It's got those, the nerds, the cool kids, the jocks, yeah, the yeah, outcasts. Yeah. And I'm not sure why I love it. And, and especially with Heather's, a lot of people had said to me, Oh, have you seen Heather's? I said, I've not seen it. And then you always get the classic, how could you have not yeah. seen yeah. that? Yeah. And uh, it's such a classic movie. Especially for us. And, and you know, we are of a similar age. Yes. And maybe not in 88. It, I was a little bit young in 88. But yeah. if it did come out in 1990, then I was old enough. Maybe. I don't yeah. But I tend I to watch didn't the, ask the Breakfast Club. Uh, Team Wolf, I watched right at the height of it. And uh, yeah. Breakfast Club, I watched later on and, and enjoyed it. Now, I... I'm kind of glad I didn't watch this movie earlier on uh, because I didn't like this movie at all. (laughs) (laughs) And I I don't know if I wanted to see it now. It's not like those movies. No, it's not. And and that's why I went into it feeling like Pretty in Pink, you know, those sort of real classic 80s movies. I can appreciate the time and and, and all the the things you said that are maybe outdated now and and things like that. Um, And I'm on board with the 80s. I totally am. But it was was too dark for me. (laughs) Um, I I found there were some things that just didn't sit well with me. I I thought some of the acting was atrocious, uh, (laughs) particularly from um, the parents. It was... Um, JD's dad. I, I, I couldn't. I thought this is a joke. This is a joke. Character. Is this meant to be a quirk? I thought her parents were ridiculous. Yeah. I just like I can't. Don't the, don't the parents aren't the parents always those sorts of vacant kind of characters? Kind I of don't aloof. Know. I, I, I don't know. It, it just didn't. It was very dark. It was way way darker than I had anticipated. <laughs> um, there was some weird camera angles for me that just. I don't know, there was some weird stuff going on. There was the shot where the dad was on the treadmill and they were on a couch. It was this <laughs> sort of semi-wide shot and you're going, this is an awkward shot. There was uh. awkward close-ups of the parents talking. When they were the on back. the couch. Yeah. Yeah. Like just bizarre angling like of just the way they framed them. And I'm say, you can picture all those camera angles. As soon oh, as totally, yeah. And I know you know them straight away. I, you know, and I, I, there was points where I was going, are they acting this badly on purpose? Is this a, is this a deliberate ploy? And then I went, no, it's not. It's just a movie where they got quirky characters. The the sort of vicious aggression towards women, violently, sexually, I found really hard to, to deal with. There was a scene where, basically the cow scene, where she was getting raped yeah. in the background of the scene. And oh then yeah. the next day, that Heather says that she did have sex. 
Yeah, and, and doesn't yeah. say that there was anything wrong with the way that it happened. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought the story was just ludicrous. I, 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 <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I think I, I, how the fuck is this happening? How are they uh, all get these sixteen-year-olds getting away with murder? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I just, I didn't like it at all. I really, really struggled. It's one of those movies that, but like, unlike, let's say, The Breakfast Club, you can go and get lunch for twenty minutes when The Breakfast Club's <laughs> on, and come, come back, back and you go, I know what's going on. Yeah, but in yeah. this, you can't do that. If you miss 20 no, minutes, you go, I have no idea what they're doing now. I don't know what. And, but I liked, I kind of liked the idea of not knowing what was going to happen next. I had no idea. Yeah. Uh, not to the last 10 minutes when it became more like conventional. Right at the end, you go, okay, he's the bad guy and this is his plan and she's trying to yep. stop him. And yeah, now, but he now just got it's very more, more crazy. Like he just got yeah. more he did, psychotic. Yeah. Uh, he was the good looking Christian Slater, the ultimate 80s heartthrob. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. all of a sudden you're just going, this guy's really fucked up. And she's sort of, she's smarter than this. Yeah. Um, anywho. We have now found out, well, this is different. I didn't know yeah. where. I knew you were going to love it. I didn't know how you were going to feel, Philip. Um, I didn't I, know. The weirder it is, the more I like things. Yeah, and we actually didn't talk at all no. before this. There wasn't even a hint of it. No. And uh, I think we will continue. We do that anyway, but we really didn't talk about it. We didn't even go, oh, have you watched it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, we didn't do any of it. So, anyway, the reviews are out. Uh, we're going to kick into our normal facts. We're going to take a little break right now. It's so good to be back, everybody. And we're going to have a little break and we're going to come back with Off the Leash. What are we going to say about that? <laughs> then a few facts. And then we're going to uh, talk with all the normal stuff we really do, normally do. So stand by. We'll be back in after this little bit of music here. What are we going to play? Is it going to be tro- tropical theme? Probably. We'll be back in a minute <laughs> with, with more Where's Warren Beatty when you need him. Touch on this very quickly, Lizette, but yep. seriously, where were all the fucking police? <laughs> where were the police? <laughs> At one point, Christian Slater says something to the effect of, it's it's teenagers. No one cares. No one's going to be checking anyone's handwriting to see if they killed I themselves. Yeah. Or that or got yeah. yeah, and I thought, that, surely that's not enough. We <laughs> <laughs> that's not but enough but to go, they don't care. And but then I we think just in go, those yeah, days, yeah. it probably was. Like, you know, that was the, the parents of Quaint these kids were... To be seen and not heard, and these these teens were trying to discover who they were, and the parents didn't really care whether they were home at night. And I've got a, I've got a motor because I've got to make this Remington party at sixteen. If I'd have said that to my parents at sixteen, a Remington University party? No, you're not. What are I didn't you talking know about? What a Remington party was? I think they still don't. The Rem- Remington. <laughs> yeah, Remington. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I'll buy one. Yeah, but I guess it's one of those things where it's like, I guess it's trying to make the point that teens, I guess it's trying to make the point, I don't really know, that teen suicide, if someone, if a teenager commits suicide, it gets swept under the rug so quickly, no one wants to sit there and dig through it and go, let's find out all the details. And Everyone's, why? Yeah, and In why? In those days, did why did this happen? And, and so that's it's just, sort well, of they're struggling and they're, they're a teen and none of this, what couldn't they cope with, which we obviously deal with nowadays, you know, it's it's such an open conversation yep. of mental health and yeah, not yeah. wanting people to do that, of course. I guess he was just exploiting that fact. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Why did we have to hear Veronica's dad question why he should smoke or read spy novels, which <laughs> had absolutely no relevance? <laughs> Is this just to show the mundaneness of her dad? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. he wasn't really listening. By the way, he had one of my favourite lines <laughs> in it, which was... Why do, um, I, why do I do these things? Because you're an idiot? Well, yeah, so there's that. Yeah. There's that. But then later on, she's complaining. She's going... You can't do this. You can't treat us like children or whatever, whatever. And then she says, uh, you can't patronise us like we're bunny rabbits. And he goes, I do not patronise bunny rabbits. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> I just thought, that is but good. he just says it in the middle of this tense scene and, it just, and no one even listens to him yeah. saying it. Yeah. And I thought that's great. Yeah. The last thing is the, uh, her writing in her diary. Oh, um, so I don't know, was it overplayed? Or, I mean, she was writing... Really quickly. Yeah, she had to get it all out. Uh, but but also the the writing was really big. Like yeah, it was massive writing. Because she's because she's from the from she's the heart. Is that absolutely. right? Absolutely. No, yeah. No, all right. Fair enough. No, fair enough. I would sit there night after night and want to reenact those. Really. Yeah. Fair yeah. Enough. Totally. I didn't know. I was just there going, wow, she is really hammering away at that, and I don't know if the words are keeping up with what she's writing. But that's not, who cares. It's yeah. Moving. No, I studied the way that, and this wasn't even a Veronica thing, which which I wrote down. Like I wondered whether it was Veronica I was madly in love with or Winona, and I would watch how Winona would write in her diary and want to hold the pen the same way yeah. wow. that that she did. Yeah. I'd really. Yeah. 
Yeah, I probably don't. Now, I read that uh, she's only, at the beginning of filming, she was only 15, and by the end of it, she was 16. She was 16, yeah. I didn't realise Yeah, that's and, and Christian young. was 19. So, really? Yeah, he's three years older than, oh, well, yeah, three and two years older than her. It but all the other Heathers were in their 20s. I, I and think 20 like something. It like a movie where everyone was in it their 20s. It did. They were a little yeah. bit older. Yeah, except what um, That's all I have with Off the Leash, right. by the way. And I just want to touch on this. We, we just mentioned it before. This movie obviously came into your life. We, we heard about when it came in. Yep. And, and obviously at the time of the movie, it, for me, I, I'm trying to think of other really strong, driven female movies. Yeah. And, and at that time, I can't think of many others. No. Well, see, I, I didn't see this film when it first came out I actually think that I I watched this in 1991 I was kind of going back over I had watched Mermaids oh yeah uh, and it actually I think it was probably one of Winona's first films to come to the cinemas in Australia yeah right because Sher was in it she was in Beetlejuice but that was 88 like that actually was released in 88 so again I hadn't watched Beetlejuice in 88. Right. I had the first Winona film I saw was Mermaids. Okay. And I think it was such a lot, well, there was a a lightness to it and, you know, a very, a happy family. And again, three very, very strong female cast. So, Sher and her two daughters. Yes, of course. Bob Hoskins. So, I kind of realised, and I don't think back in the 80s and 90s, we kind of paid much attention to the fact that gender in film wasn't equal. Wasn't balanced, (laughs) yeah, of course. I don't think we did. You know, it's still something that I think females are fighting for and equality and it's not about having more than that. Even share in that movie was like, oh, look at oh, here she comes, here comes absolutely, Cher, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was you know, and and Bob Hoskins took on this role of that's her, I'm okay with this strong female, but yeah, everyone else like around the part her of the story, right? was, yeah. oh well, you don't want to get involved with this because this woman, you know, she's she's a broad and she's yeah. strong, and and Winona's character was very much coming of age, and I absolutely fell in love with her and I bought every magazine that she was in because this was kind of the wow. height of her um, this was acting. Peak Winona. It was, this was, yeah. This was like yeah right. So I went yeah. back and a friend um, who was actually the year below me in high school had said, have you seen Heathers? And I said, no, I haven't. And, and they were like, you should see this film. It's wow, great. That was a moment. So I went and I watched Heathers and then actually months before Mermaids, Edward Scissorhands had Edward come Scissorhands. out. Oh, yes. And I love wow, Johnny I Depp. So she's got blonde I, hair in that. She's got blonde hair and... Let me tell you, Winona is a natural blonde, but she dyed her hair for actually one of her very first films, yeah. which was in 1987, and uh, she wore a wig for Edward Scissorhands. So oh, which okay. It actually looks like a wig when That's you realise. Yeah. Um, it's because she often plays quite dark, like Christina Ritchie, sort of almost tending towards the goth end of the, the coming-of-age right. kind of characters. Yeah. Right? So it's always dark, black yeah. hair. But isn't it isn't it just shows how creepy Hollywood is, right? So she was in Edward Scissorhands with Johnny Depp, mm. and they were considered to be roughly the same age, even though he would have been older. He would have older, yeah. Just a few years later, he does Sleepy Hollow with Christina Ritchie. Ritchie, yes. As, her, as the love interest, oh, right? Really? As the love interest. And, yeah. the, and the age gap has increased expen- exponentially. Well, yeah. Um, but what we were talking about the other day is that uh, obviously uh, in these times um, – you know, this the Me Too movement has had a huge impact on TV and film these mm. days. And I think it's really trying to restore that balance. Um, we, you know, we were talking the other day about, you know, everything you see on Netflix there is really having these much, much stronger roles for, for women. And what's great is that it's, it's not a phase. This is the beginning. Yeah. This is where now the thoughts are going to change, where all TV and film will go into this and, and, you know, the next generation will just know now. Understand, yeah. That the women are strong. Hopefully, uh, yeah. Mm. yeah. There, there were times like in the early 90s when there were there were like magazine covers saying, oh, the year of the woman and stuff like that. And then it, it, it's uh, not that anymore. It's because it's that's fact. Well, uh, yeah, but it was not, like, not, but, not but, it, but, but I guess it comes and goes in waves and it doesn't always hold like it's meant to, you know, uh, but, you know. But hopefully, yeah. I mean, with the, you're talking, the, you know, the roles that we were talking about the other day with, you know, even the new show, The Morning Show with, mm. uh, you know, Reese and Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston, yeah. and then you've got um, these mm. other shows on the other end of the scale, you've got uh, Grace and Frankie and, and then you've got yeah. Wonder Woman's and Captain Marvel's yep. and it's just pushing with this fantastic message that, you know, even my daughter who's young is looking up to the these women yeah. and, and wants to be like that. Yeah, you know? I looked up to Veronica who was sure. killing people. Killing people. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> that's a different one. She's hey, regretted it sometimes. Let's get I think into she did. Some, uh, she was some very some driven. She's very, you know, yeah. she's very driven. Yeah. We'll get into some facts here. Now, some reviewers have discussed similarities between this film 
and another film called Massacre at Central High, which was made in 1976. And Daniel Waters has stated that he had not seen the film at the time and wrote the uh, that he wrote the script, but he had read reviews of Danny Perry's book Cult Movies and that the earlier film may have been, and I quote, rattling around somewhere in my subconscious. This other movie, uh, I've done a bit of research on it, Massacre at Central High. The difference is it's, it's uh, male bullies, not the female, mm. but there is a hell of a lot of similarities in that in the gang someone takes down the top one who then becomes the the next leader and you know picking on other social groups yep. um murdering them off and at the end there is a one of them has a bomb on him as well right. like okay. a, a ridiculous <laughs> amount of similarities i don't know if you know much about no, uh, no? Well i was about to say oh i think plagiarism cases are often overstated with stories but then you just described some very specific details. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it, it's got not. a hell of a lot, enough mm. to warrant, hey, what was the story? But he seems to think it was, a, oh, maybe I saw it. And mm. But so be it. I think Heather's yeah. has stood out uh, as a... I hadn't even heard of that in the film. No, me neither. Yeah, and so many things go into a film, uh, again, not to justify plagiarism, but but so many things go into a film outside of the script, the directing, it's the cast, it's the certain set and the locations, yep. the cinematography. It makes, you know, it's very hard to say that is too much of a copy of this thing. Because you could do that with rom-coms. You could go, yeah. well, this has the same story as that one. And it's yeah, because, I mean, I don't, even, I don't think Heather's is really a school setting movie. And, and I know, you know, when we look back over the 80s and some of those great films like The Breakfast Club and Ferris Bueller's Day Off and, and, and Pretty in Pink, there was a lot of teen high school because obviously that's where you spend most of your time, yeah, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. at high school. But I, I never thought of Heather's as being a high school film. Because a lot of it's set out. It, it, it is yeah, outside yeah. of the school and it's just a... Her personal it's world, a yeah. growing up, isn't it? It's a, I, I guess, a coming of age yeah. in a very undertone way. By the way, yeah. it has some, con- uh, some links to... Um, has anyone ever seen that movie Cruel Intentions? Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah, that's got, it's got a lot it of has. that in it yeah. too. Yeah. Except that takes everything very seriously, Bittersweet Symphony, all that kind of stuff. Well, that's a, that's a take on Dangerous Liaisons, isn't it? Right. Which is that's Shakespeare as well. Yeah. But all of it, I mean, this is a that modern sort of... Version. Uh, and even, I'm going to go Dawson's Creek, where they're almost sure. playing kids in high school that speak in a in way a that's much older right, than yes, they actually yeah, are. Yes. Which I found always quite confusing. Yeah. Um, speaking of copying things, as you're saying there, Phil, Christian Slater has stated that his performance was heavily inspired, slash copied, by Jack Nicholson. Yeah. That's the um, first thing I thought of when he, watch, yeah. he wrote a letter to Nicholson asking to watch the film, but he never got an answer. I, for me, he was trying to do a carbon copy of The Shining. Was was that right. fair? I, I, I see, I thought, I wasn't sure whether it was a coincidence or not. I thought of Jack Nicholson immediately while yep. watching him, but I thought, Oh, is it just because he's got the same sort of arched eyebrows? No, mannerisms. It was exactly that sort of... Yeah. There was looks, there yeah. was pauses, there was... It was Christian... I mean, don't get me wrong, Jack Nicholson plays a good psycho, but um, that this was a little bit like, yeah. oh, you're definitely doing a Nicholson here. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I think there was definitely inspiration. Daniel Waters originally wanted Stanley Kubrick to direct this, uh, citing that he's the only one that could get away with a three-hour movie. I don't know really w- understand what that means, but... Uh, because the original script was oh, something right. like 300 pages or whatever oh, I it was. see, I wow. see, yeah. Um, they couldn't get Stanley Kubrick, they, so it never happened. But I try and imagine what the film would be like if it had been a Kubrick-esque piece. If you I go down the road it. of Eyes Wide Shut and Space Odyssey and all those films that he did and try and get Kubrick-esque on this. It'd be hard to imagine Kubrick yeah. wanting to do this film, only because it's just different to his style. Yeah. This is filled with like little lines and bits and barbs. And I'd love to have actually seen what Kubrick could have done. If he'd have Kubricked this, <laughs> if that's <laughs> even remotely a word. Yeah. But uh, it would have been bizarre as fuck, even if it different. isn't already, you know? Yeah. The film was retitled, speaking of retitled, yeah. Lethal Attraction in Europe in an attempt to capitalise on the success of Fatal Attraction. Yeah. Mm. And Lethal Weapon. Before, <laughs> which is a bizarre and Well, it absolutely movie. makes absolutely no sense at all. Lethal Attraction. I mean, and the idea they don't kill each other, even though... JD does come climb through her window and say, "Well, I came here to kill you." Yeah, you know. But even um, the idea of going, "Oh, there's this popular movie that has this word in it." <laughs> I know. <laughs> we if we just make a movie that has that jump same on that board. one word, it'll also make money. Well, that that traction. Word, the word Heather was said ninety times in the movie. Right. Yeah. That's that's just a yeah. fact. Uh, I never wanted to be a Heather. I always wanted to be a Veronica. Fair oh, enough. Yeah. Uh, the last bit is who would have played the other roles. First of all, Winona Ryder's agent begged her not to do the movie, stating her career would be over. Clearly, that was a 
bad bit of agent business. Yeah, yeah. Her um, career was over, of course, when she stole shit. We don't discuss that. We don't. Oh, we done it. Tick. Um, <laughs> other actors. We'll go with JD first. The role of JD could have been played by Brad Pitt. They said he was too nice to play the role. Then you get a whole bunch of J names here, and I'm going to reel them off. Jim Carrey. Mm. Oh. Jason Bateman, who was. Yeah. Oh yeah, Teen Wolf know, Two. Teen Wolf yep. Two. Of course, <laughs> Judd Nelson. <gasps> yeah. Breakfast Club. Would have been Breakfast Club all over again. And oh, he, w- he would have to be too old, wouldn't he? And too, yeah. biggest, too and big a star. And Back Johnny then, though? Well, that, that, that would have been right at the end of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah true. Yeah, yeah, Breakfast Club was before Johnny then. Depp, is who we've already mentioned, who, yeah. oh, I don't know, maybe. Other female actors to play Veronica, and I'm sure you already know these, Lizette. Uh, there was Drew Barrymore, mm. uh, Jennifer Connelly, mm. yeah. uh, Dana Delaney, who was uh, from... Did a lot yeah, of work down there, but more probably famous Winona. for Desperate Housewives these days. Yeah. And Justine Bateman oh. from oh. Family Ties. Yeah, Jason's right. sister. Right. Yes, and she was also, you know, her, Jason and Justine were like all, all over the place. Yeah. What's, what's with that? I don't know. Where the fuck are they today? Well, Justin. No, Justin, no, Justin Bateman. Jason Bateman's Jason in Arrested Bateman. Development. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does yes. a lot of horrible bosses. He's had a career drive. Yeah, yeah. As a, as well, where's a she gone? Justine, yeah. Justine, where are you? Yeah, get in touch. (laughs) Um, Right, there are the facts I have. Can I mention one one more line that I really liked in the movie? Uh, When they turn up to the frat party early on, the two women, and the two guys running it go, hello, ladies, if you'd just like to leave your coats on the floor. Yes. (laughs) No, I'm not leaving it on the floor. (laughs) That was the joke. I think think that was funny because that's the level of class the guys Uh, who are running a frat party have. uh, I I don't know. That was weird to me. Um, (laughs) If you'd like to leave your coats on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Now... Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes. We haven't done this one for a long time. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. We haven't done the podcast for a long time. Uh, (laughs) Out of 100, the critics. What did the critics give Heathers? Lizette. Now, I don't know this, actually. I don't know that the critics are going to like it that much. I am going to say 82. I was going to say the same thing. Really? Only because... I bet it was low and then it was high and now yeah. it's sort of in the middle. And yeah. I, yeah, early 80s. Let's uh, say 80. It's a 93. <gasps> Critics oh. really dug this movie. Okay. Um, and we'll go to the audience again. Well, uh, we've see, got I thought the audience would like it more than the critics, so... Yeah. I'll say 95. Oh. Well, that's crazy, isn't it? 94. It's uh, 83. Okay. Oh, well 83, so right. critics very high, audience Close. a little bit less, oh. but still very, very high yeah, scores. Yeah, right. Better than some of the Oscar-winning movies yeah. that we, uh, we <laughs> yeah. watched. Speaking of, we will go into the... Well, we don't need to go to the category because, fuck, we already watched the film from 1988. The winner for that year was Rain Man. Rain which Man, yep. we covered that. Which, uh, I, I mean, in hindsight, looking back on it, and I'm, I haven't listened to the episode back, but I think we liked it. Yeah, I think uh, it's... There's, there's, yeah. a lot of, uh, there's a lot of classic moments in Rain Man, isn't there? Yeah. 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 You know, it was, uh, I think the Tom was pretty good. Yeah, Preston. yeah. Classic Oscar um, fight. The other now. movies that were in that category, which were, I mean, Heather's might have been up against if it had been in there, was like Who Framed Roger Rabbit, uh, Mississippi Burning, Working Girl, Fish Called Wanda, yeah. uh, mm. Be- Beetlejuice, and the movie Bird. All these were very, very... Yeah. But it doesn't seem relevant to really talk about that anymore, <laughs> does it? Well, because this movie <laughs> well, this movie cost $3 million to make, and it made $1 million. Wow. So, I mean, <laughs> right. I mean, you know... Got nominated for something, it would have really helped. Yeah. <laughs> so there we go, Heather's. Um, now hang on, one more thing. Yes, set. You've got something in your bag. Oh yeah, yeah I do. Can you, you, can you we're tell us what say it is? This until uh, so what? I just explained to you what we're looking at here. Heather, it's got Heather's written on it. It's a mini locker. Westerberg so High. So I can give you a little bit of trivia. So um, real it's metal. about the size of. We know a writer loved the the band The Replacements, okay. and the lead singer of The Replacements was Paul. Westerberg. Yes. Oh. So Winona got a, a few says in this film and hence they go to Westerberg High. Yep. Uh, and I have the very, very limited edition. Is it? Oh, locker. Yeah, it's a, it's um, a locker. It's an actual like American style it is. high school locker. Yep. In a sort of teal colour. Uh, and inside you've opened it up and it's got... The DVD um, and uh, class of 1988... And what, what are these solid, books? This so whole they're actual thing. like school books. Well, in that's there. got the DVD, so that's a DVD. That's the DVD. Case. What's a great yeah. way to sell, isn't it? And yeah. what's the other book? Uh, and the other book Can is just algebra, yeah, uh, wow. an algebra book. So, so this is a very very fancy DVD. I've got a T-shirt with it as well that I, I don't know that I. What's um, the name of the, sh- the, the T-shirt that she, the, the big girl? fun? Yeah, right. Big, big fun. fun. Uh, yeah, way, so this is uh, Swatch Dogs and Diet Coke Head. So it's got some lines in there. You know, if we were happy all our life, we'd be a game show host. 
you know, all of those wonderful yeah, one liners. Yeah. I just say that this one hour forty movie is across three discs. How, wow, well, this is really a, a lot of special stuff here. features. That's impressive. This obviously means a lot, and it, I've got the feeling just the way you're handling it that you don't show it very often. In no, fact, I don't. Ha- you took it out of a box. Well, it doesn't live outside of the box. Has anyone touched the contents of that locker before? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, Mel probably has. Yeah, that's okay. your I'll wife. watch her. Anyone I'll watch else? her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Gloves, and you can't. You ask nicely. Sorry, so, yeah. but it looks I was, fantastic. I was a bit cavalier, actually. I've well, it's, yeah, obviously yeah. means so much. The next film that we're going to talk about, I don't have any which memorabilia I'm bring to the to the table. Mm. No, I don't have You'd any. You'd be surprised. I mean, I might do actually. I might have a surfboard or something. Well, there we go. <laughs> now, this next movie is from 1991, and it is a classic film that I love. Point Break. There love we go. It. Now, Point, Point Break. Point Break. Um, I, so I've seen it. I think I've seen it and can't remember it. Right. Really? I think. Well, I've seen it probably, I would say, this is a, a guess, I would have seen this over a hundred times. And, and right. A hundred times. Yeah, I'm not even remotely joking I've because... I've probably seen it, I've seen it a lot. Yeah. It was one of, uh, Keanu, he was right up there, and I, Patrick. I know, are you looking at me, Phil, as if to say, there's no way you've watched the film a hundred times? Because when people say, oh, I've watched it 500 times, no, what I, they really mean and is I get it. ten times. I get it. No, it's no way it's ten times. <laughs> it is, we're talking a hundred. Okay. Because I, there was a time, I won't even go to I'll tell you, I'll borrow you with that incredible story next Sell time. Sell us next, <laughs> next time. <laughs> yeah. um, but that is the film, and it has the wonderful Keanu Reeves in it, uh, and Patrick Swayze, who uh, I love. Yep. And um, I, in fact, recently... Nat and I went to see uh, Immersive Cinema, uh, which was an incredible thing they had in Melbourne for Dirty Dancing, actually. So it was um, the live experience. So you walk into Kellerman's Resort and they had the screen, the big screen there, and you could go and do a dance class and you could go to the private quarters, the staff quarters. What what was the... What's the little place called? Kellerman's. Kellerman's, Kellerman's right. right. So we And you could go and do all the different dance classes and stuff. And at the end of that, you would watch the movie... And I must say, the ratio of men to women, I was probably it was probably nine women for every guy. So if really? you were single, this I'm was really the place disappointed to go. that I missed out on this. To it was be incredible. Honest. But what was really great was it was a really fantastically run event. And you watch this movie, and you, and then there was a point in the movie where Swayze sort of comes onto the screen. It's his first intimate moment, and as I said, predominantly a, a female event. Yeah. And um, just out the back, right at the back. There's this great moment. Everyone's swooning over over Patrick, and just this one lone voice. It was a must have been a big man. It was a big man <laughs> voice. Just shouted it full voice, Swayze, <laughs> <laughs> and the place <laughs> erupted. And it was wow. a beautiful moment. And uh, I, I I love him. I just love him. And uh, God bless his soul. So I'm bringing to the table next week. Point Break. Big and if, you, if you're listening, I would like you to watch the movie. If you've seen it before, I'd love you to watch it again and watch Heather's as well. And then re-listen to this podcast. But uh, really looking forward to bringing that. And then there's another film which we won't mention. But it'll be my choice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And look, it's Philip's choice. So you know. You know we're going to go down to some some weird territory, <laughs> but that's okay. Guys, social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, we will post a few photos and we're so happy to be back. If you can get in touch with us, WWB, WYNH, almost forgot it. Do I have to add an SS at the end? That seems creepy. Add no. an SS? For summer series? No. Summer, no, no, no. That's make it really long. <laughs> no, I reckon it's going to be okay. Uh, guys, a reminder too, if you want us... To watch a Christmas film, we want you to tell us which Christmas film that we have to watch. It's super important. Where do they look? Where do they look that up? Well, that'll be on the Twitter, I think. On Twitter, the the best way to do that is on Twitter. It's quickest, and uh, I check it. So, put your film on there. Take you two seconds. We will put it in the mix, and we really look forward to doing it. Um, I don't have anything else to add, guys. No. Look up World of Holly World. (laughs) Correct. Well, that brings us to the end of this amazing episode. We're so pleased to be back. We've got three more to go, and we promised they were going to be as good as this. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I want to say thank you, as always, to my good friends, Lizette. Thank you, mate. Thank you to Philip. Thank you very much. And we will see you all next week. Have a great week, everybody. Keep listening to Where's Warren Beatty When You Need Him.